Blog Talk Radio. to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Art Coalition Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, and of course, my growing blog talk radio community. And those who We'll be joining me in the chat room. Having a little technical difficulty tonight, but I hope you're having a great start to your week. I am so glad to be back. And today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audio books and spoken word audio products. And you can get a free audio book of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Well, I'm happy to be back. Last week, I was under the weather, under the covers, could hardly talk, and I just really needed the time to rest. I'm still continuing to rest, but I am so happy to be back. And tonight, we're going to talk to Erica Booth, who will be sharing some strategies on how we can get a jump start on our taxes, because tax season is coming up. And of course, in the next half hour, I will be sharing some tips with you in Taylor's Tip Time. And my app suggestion, my product suggestion, as well as my repurpose suggestion for the week. And before, um, I had an opportunity to interview Erica Booth um, a couple of weeks ago because of her schedule. And so I will be sharing the interview with you shortly. And just some facts and stats from Time, Inc. in regard to taxes, millions, millions of Americans wait until the last minute to do their taxes, and I decided that this would be a great time for you to get some strategies for your business as well as your personal life on how you can organize yourself so that you will not be spending the last minutes trying to, getting overwhelmed just trying to pull everything together. So let me read a little bit about our guest this evening. Erica Booth, she's an author, she's a president, she's a CEO of Erica Booth Tax and Cash Services, LLC. She has more than a decade of experience specializing in finance and small business taxes. Erica is a 2006 graduate of Temple University with a bachelor's degree in accounting. She has earned an MBA in finance from Wilmington University in 2012. Always trying to expand knowledge base, Erica is currently attending the University of Denver, attaining a master's degree in taxation, currently obtaining her license as an enrolled agent. The enrolled agent license is for tax practitioners specialized in taxation and have limited rights 
represent taxpayers before the IRS. Erica is also the president and executive director of ABLE, which stands for Advancing Businesses for Longevity and Entrepreneurship, a nonprofit organization which focuses on educating individuals and business owners on the value of learning about taxes and business finance. She has a book titled A Tax Adapting Guide for Small Business, especially for small business owners to reference for back business taxes. Through workshops and webinars, ABLE will create financial awareness and the importance of building and sustaining a profitable business. So that is our guest, Ms. Erica Booth, and now I am going to share with you my interview with her. Well, listeners, I know we're probably trying to get ready for the holiday season, but as I've shared with you, this is a great time to really start thinking about next year's tax season because right before the holidays and you do all that shopping, you need to kind of have some system in place for your taxes, which is why I have our guest on here tonight, Ms. Erica Booth. So, again, thank you, Erica, for joining us this evening. You are very welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. So my first question before we get into all your strategies you have, what made you decide to become a tax professional? That question is so frequently asked, and I just love sharing it because, you know, I I don't – um, normally talk about how I got started in taxes, but it's definitely um, a story I love to share. So I started um, in taxes in college. Uh, I had an interest in working with um, low-income taxpayers. After I took a corporate taxation class, I thought I knew what I was doing. I felt like, oh, I could do this. And I decided to volunteer with the IRS um, under their VITA system, Voluntary Income Tax Assistance Program, and I got out there and I loved it. I loved interacting with, with the taxpayers. I loved providing some tips, uh, ways to help them uh, look at their taxes on more of a uh, biannual basis versus an annual basis, uh, explain ways that they could save um when they actually received their refund, what they could do with it. So there were just different components of that that I truly enjoyed. And then that moved into uh, working for a a corporation um, by the name of DuPont, and I was able to work on the the state side of the tax department. And, again, I enjoyed it from a corporate standpoint. And I knew from that point on I had to do everybody's taxes. I had to do family. I had to do friends. And it just grew from there. So it's just something I just have a passion for, and I always uh, strive to learn more about the tax laws each year, the changes, so that I can be the best resource to my clients, the personal side and the business side when it comes to preparation. Mm -hmm. And it's always nice to hear that people are passionate about what they do because it just comes to their relationship with their clients, as well as their customers. So my first question to you is, what are some of the things, and let's start with the personal, that you feel that maybe we should be doing 
uh, we should not be doing when it comes to our taxes as we should be getting prepared for the tax season? Well, I would say on the personal side, one thing I noticed is that a lot of individuals um, seek tax preparers that um, I don't think they've done any research on. And I always get clients that Mm. come and say, someone messed up my taxes. But my friend or my family member told me that they were really good and got them a good refund. And I'm thinking to myself, I get it, I understand. We all want our money because we work hard for that. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. you have to be diligent Mm -hmm. and intentional in how you research the person who's going to prepare your taxes. Have they been in any type of class to learn how to prepare? Do they have a degree that uh, allows them to understand taxes on a, a a law level, on a experience level? Do they have their own business? Had they worked for a tax firm before? Like what allows them, their, what shows their qualifications in order for you to decide you want to be, um, you want them to prepare your taxes? I just find that you have to do a little bit more research before you entrust someone with wow. all your confidential information. And I need taxpayers to actually look at their returns. I find that maybe eight out of ten new clients that come to me do not look at their return, and if they're ever audited, they'll say, well, I I thought everything was correct. Well, did you look at it? No, I just signed. And I say that's the first problem that you will have if you're ever audited because you're liable and responsible for that information on your tax return, and if you don't look at it, and you decide to completely entrust someone else to prepare your return, then you're the one who has to pay that, those taxes, the penalties, uh, the interest, and everything else that comes with something that ended up being an error on your return. So you have to do a little bit of that due diligence and look at your return as well. So that's what I see on the wow. and personal side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the, wow. and, and, you know, it's interesting because – I hear it. Mm-hmm. I hear it because people are saying they got me a bigger refund. So that's why they mm-hmm. go. So I, that was good that you listed all the different things that we always overlook. So now you're going to talk about the business side? Yes. On the business side, what I find is most business owners start their business because they have a passion for it. And I don't knock that because I have a passion for what I do. But my concern is they go to, again, um, individuals that may not be um, knowledgeable in the areas of setting up tax structures or the deductions that you can take and the deductions that you have to, uh, we call it, depreciate over a certain amount of years. And by not having a knowledgeable tax professional on the business side, you can get in so much more trouble because the IRS assumes that if you're incorporating as a business, you know what you're doing. And I find that a lot of business owners do not have a clue about taxes, quarterly estimated taxes, tax payments, compliance deadlines when they have to file certain tax forms. Um, the, and I get it. That's not something that you're going to know right off, but you, once again, have to do that due diligence. You have to be intentional about what you're tr- wanting to set up 
because you'll find that you missed deadlines, and then those are penalties that you have to pay on top of taxes that were not um, paid. And so I, I'll give a prime example. I'll have a lot of clients that say, Erica, tell me more about S-Corps because I incorporate it as an S-Corp. S-Corp is a type of, uh, of of a structure where you're still considered like an, an LLC, which is like your, your most commonly um, incorporated business, but you're taxed on a corporate level. And you have to be on payroll in order to be an S-Corp. And they they were told that, well, if they're an S-Corp, they don't have to pay self-employment taxes, which can get you. It's, it's a lot. It's a high rate. But if you're if you're an S corp, you still have to be you have to pay payroll taxes. So you're not avoiding a tax; you're just moving on to a different kind of tax. And I think a lot of mm-hmm, business mm-hmm. owners don't understand that component, and they just immediately go for what again someone told them is the best thing to do to save money. But at the end, it costs them more than if they would have set it up correctly from the beginning. So I had that with clients, and I have to wow. share with them: you have to do more research. You just have to. We have to ask more questions. And there's nothing wrong with Google. Google worked for me sometimes, you know. Um, <laughs> you can find a lot of these answers on Google. I'm not saying that that's the end all and you still need to seek mm-hmm. tax professional advice, but you can find yeah. some of these answers mm-hmm. on Google. It, it's there. It's in different articles, different uh, publishings. It's there. So, you know, do a little bit more research before you immediately jump out and take someone's advice and and set up an entity structure that you're not very familiar with. So that's one of the hang-ups I have when it comes to my lovely business owners. Wow. So really, you're telling us all that we really need to really do some research before we even think about considering having somebody is to do our taxes, like really do some, like you said, some research and everything. So, yes. wow. Okay, listeners. So, now, so Erica, so now that we know what we're doing wrong, it's basically you're really not really doing enough research. What are some of the things that we need to do in order to our taxes when it, because we're getting close to that? I mean, even though it's the last quarter, but before you know it, January will be here and then everybody will be in a panic. What are some of the things we need to be doing on a personal and also on a business level? So um, I think the the great thing to do on a personal level is to maybe just look at your prior year return. Just, just go over it, look at it. Um, make sure you are prepared to receive all of your tax forms, all of your documents, the method in which you receive it. Will it be by email? Uh, will it be by mail? Make sure addresses are up to date so that you receive these tax documents in the mail. If you pay student loans uh, this year that you haven't paid for in prior years and interest was paid along with those student loans, then you're going to get uh, tax forms for paying student loan interest. So then it's your it's your um, um, your responsibility to know you know which loan provider will be sending those documents and in what form because you always need to have that. Um, make sure when the time comes, you collect everything. Everybody has a, a, a bank account, and, you know, what's so annoying is we'll get those 1099 interest forms, and it's like $0.05, cents, $0.13, cents, mm-hmm, it's really mm-hmm. nothing, but you still have to 
you know, a dollar, two dollars, you still have to add that form onto your tax return. So make sure you collect that as well. You know, just make sure you're collecting the same forms as you did the prior year. If there's anything that has occurred that will possibly impact your taxes, just make sure you follow up with that vendor mm-hmm. to confirm if you are going to receive any tax documents. So that's probably the most important um, on the the vendor, I mean, on the personal side. I would say for business owners, it's a little bit more um, inclusive. You have to make sure you mm-hmm. collect all of your organized um, receipts for your expenses, your income, um, your invoices, everything, because that's what you'll need to find out what your profit and loss statement will be at the end of the year, which is also your income statement. So the better you are getting this together now, the easier it will be for your tax professional when it's time to um, prepare that return because most tax professionals are going to charge you additional fees to organize all of your documents. It will save you tons of money, which you can also use during the holiday season for shopping, <laughs> if you were to start preparing now and getting your documents together now so that when they get it, you have everything categorized. Hopefully you totaled up some of those categories to make it easier to prepare the return. So I think that um, those are some of your the important components of preparing for the tax season as a business. And then, again, making sure that if you're going to anyone new. um, Yes, about the organization. I know that's your major major factor. (laughs) But it's so true because it's so Mm -hmm. easy to put everything into a storage bin and forget about it and say, okay, well, I have that. But, But why? Don't you mm-hmm. want to know how how you progress yeah. throughout the year, income wise? Don't you yeah. want to analyze your expenses at the yeah. end? Most yeah. corporations, top what is it, top five hundred, Fortune five hundred, all they assess their expenses mm-hmm. towards the end of the year to determine what they need to cut, so that they can still make a profit for their mm-hmm. shareholders. You know what I'm saying? So as a business owner, you need to do the same. You need to analyze what expenses you incurred throughout the year that you feel you it wasn't necessary for the business. So that's a way mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. stay organized is a way to allow you to see where you can cut costs that are unnecessary and, and show more of a profit versus breaking even or having a loss at the end of the year. Three months is, is a good time to do that. That gives you enough time to start shaving down some of those spending habits. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, and I like what you said in regards to you know really organizing those receipts because if you don't, then that is going to be more money that they put out, and they don't understand. Sometimes I don't think people really get a grasp behind that. But I'm like, you know, you are going to have to spend more money because somebody that's labor intensive, and somebody's going to have to sit there and categorize and organize things. So, mm-hmm. Erica, what can people do? Maybe just like monthly. Is there something? Because I was going to say weekly, but maybe just monthly. Every like get into a habit just to kind of so that when the tax season does come that you're not in a panic. So I would say this is more so on the business side versus the personal. For business owners, okay. I always suggest yeah. I always suggest figuring out which uh, which type of bookkeeping process or 
system you would like to put into place. And you can start with Excel, which is so easy and it's free. And it allows you to um, organize your expenses, organize your income by category each month. I always say if you can pick one day out of the week that you feel is not as hectic and it allows you um, time to sit down and get organized, take that one day out of the week and update your Excel spreadsheets with what you spent that week, what invoices were paid that week, what income came in from clients. That way, at the end of the year, you've managed your um, your bookkeeping on a monthly basis that all you're doing is pretty much looking to see if you had a profit or a loss. Monthly um, system keeping is going to literally save you hours upon hours upon hours at the very end of the year or the top of the year trying to get it all together. Mm-hmm. If you take an hour each week, because some of us don't have that many transactions, so it shouldn't it shouldn't be too too long, it shouldn't be too intensive, but if you take some time out mm-hmm. each month to put it all together, maybe scan, scanning versus having all of the receipts you know, um, in a paper form and saving it to uh, online storage, uh, a flash drive, that can help you as well. Keep up with everything just so you can always have that those documents um, retained because as a business owner, and I would even say as an individual, you really should keep your documents for a minimum of three years until that statute of limitations period for that tax year is over because you you never know if you're ever going to be uh, receive a notice or anything in the mail that's questioning a component on your taxes and they're asking for proof. So scanning documents is a very good way to um, help you stay organized with your with your paperwork each month. So just take that day. Take one day, take one or two hours, and out of that month and just organize everything, and it really will save you a lot of money in the end. So, Erica, um, two last questions. The first one is how do you, because, you know, during tax season and even throughout the year, you're busy just managing other people's taxes, how do you stay on top of your um, tax paperwork? So I use QuickBooks because I have too many transactions within the month. And I used to, in the very beginning, I was I was definitely wanting to use an Excel spreadsheet. I wanted to kind of do things on my own to manually uh, move um, transactions as I needed to um, off of my bank statements and such, because I just wanted to make sure I was doing everything right. And then eventually, of course, I had to get on to mm-hmm. uh, QuickBooks, which then allowed me to learn that software um, so that I could provide those services to clients. But, yeah, I, I use QuickBooks, and I literally, like I say, one or two times a week I'll go in and I will add and match and clear out transactions in QuickBooks mm-hmm. for all of invoices that were paid to me and and all clearing all the expenses that were paid by me to other vendors through my bank account, through my credit card, so that I could categorize that and see how I did on at the end of the month. Because I want to know how I performed each month. So that's my process. I Each week, one to two times a week, I process my mm-hmm. transactions through QuickBooks. 
Well, you heard it, listeners. She gave us, Erica gave us a lot of information. So I hope you were taking notes. If not, you can listen to this podcast over again. But she has given us some great strategies so we can get a jump start on our taxes. So we are not waiting until March 15th, and we've only got 30 days left to try to pull everything together. So not in 2018. So can listeners get in contact with you um, in regard to your services? Yes, so you can always visit our website, which is www.ericaboothtaxes.com. You can set up a consultation with us. And by the way, our consultations, the very first ones, are free. So the initial consultation is free. So you can contact us through our website, ericaboothtaxes.com. You can also um, contact us on our uh, at our office through at 610 610- Seven one three five six three six. Again, that's six one zero seven one three five six three six. And then you can also follow me. I have a Instagram page and Facebook page, and I provide so many great, wonderful tips, tax tips on Tuesdays. And I'm going to start opening up. Um, ask me anything about taxes um, every Friday. In, uh, in November and December, just so that if you have questions and you're not sure where to go uh, or who to ask, you can always ask me. So I'll be sharing that information. On Facebook, you can find me um, at Erica Booth Tax and Accounting Services, LLC. That is our business page. And on Instagram, you can find us uh, at Erica Booth Tax, so at Erica Booth Tax. And we will. We promise to provide you with good information that will help you be prepared and ready to file um, at the top of the year. And one other note I want to mention, uh, oh, info at ericabootaxes.com, that's email. You can always get to us directly at info at ericabootaxes, email. Equifax breach, I believe, I, I can't remember the number, it was several, what, hundred million uh so social security numbers that were mm-hmm. hacked um, recently, that's a huge problem, number one. It's scary because you think your your information is confidential and secure through these uh, credit agencies, these bureaus. So one thing that I uh, suggest that taxpayers do this year is don't wait to file. Once you receive all your documents, which could take up to a month or two sometimes, depending on what you're waiting on, even into March if you mm-hmm. are expecting mm-hmm. a K-1, if you're a partner or an investor, um, mm-hmm. file as soon as you get all your paperwork. Mm-hmm. Don't don't wait because those Social Security numbers that were hacked, there's a very good chance that a high number of those Social Security numbers will be used to file fraudulent tax returns. And the process to wow. uh, acknowledge that those tax return that your tax return was filed fraudulently and having to get a, a PIN number to file by paper and all is a lot of work. So if you can avoid that, try to mm-hmm. file as soon as you receive all your documents so that you can avoid that issue because it will be a big issue this year. I know that for a fact. Mm. And listeners, that is another reason why you should get organized, get that tax paperwork organized. Well, Erica, thank you so much for your time. It is greatly appreciated. And again, listeners, as you know, you want to contact Erica, all you have to do is click the link on the show page and it'll take you directly to her website. So again, thank you, Erica. You're so welcome. Thank you, Janet.
Hello, this is Lori Kennedy from Shred Patrol, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. That, excuse me, I'm trying to give my voice a little bit of chance to uh, recover. That was an awesome interview by Erica Booth. I hope you were taking notes. If not, you can always listen to the replay. And the last tip that she gave was make sure, and this which is a great reason to organize your taxes, is because of that huge breach of Equifax, is that you should file your taxes early because people have got access to those social security numbers and who knows what they are going to do with them. So, again, take her advice. Get organized and get your taxes filed early. Well, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. All you have to do is download a copy for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. That's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And you can start today. And my audiobook selection for this week is DIY Office Cleaning Hacks, How to Organize Your Office Effectively and Fast, Karen Asheville. Again, that's DIY Office Cleaning Hacks, How to Organize Your Office Effectively and fast by Karen Ashton. So this is a great compliment to all the tax strategies that she got is to get in there, organize that office, set up some systems for not only your personal receipts and tax information, but your business tax information as well. And from the wonderful Lori Kennedy of Shred Patrol, you should also make sure you have a shredder as well. Or look for a local shredding event so you can get rid of some of those documents with personal and sensitive information. So make sure you do that as well. So moving right along, I am excited because we are on week three. I get my life totally organized Facebook group. We are on week number three of getting organized before the new year. It's 12 weeks leading up to the new year. We are tackling all areas in the home. Week number one, we tackled the closet. Week number two, we tackled the entryway. This week, we're tackling the mail. And basically, everyone lets me know, the group lets me know what areas they want to really organize. They send me videos. They send some of them even once they've, they've finished organizing the project. They send me a video of the completion. Some are sending their strategies on how they are tackling an area. I come on with my strategy on how I've organized my closet, how I've organized the entry closet. Um, This week it will be the mail. And you guess what? You can get all of this one by joining the Facebook group because it's private group. It's you know, you could ask any question. You send a video, any question regarding the organizing. Um, your organizing questions, um, I pop on and give you um, some quick strategies as well. I answer all questions in the group. And the great thing about this, it's an investment of $7 a month. That's probably the cost of a coffee. 
So think about it. Think about all the things in your home, in your life you want to get organized, and you keep thinking, I can't afford it. Well, you can't afford this because it's just, it is like having a personal organizer at your disposal. So it's the Get My Life Totally Organized group was created to help you become more organized in your home, your time, and your life with the support you need. Again, for an investment of $7 a month, but the first month is only $1 just so you can get a feel of it. And it's a private Facebook group. Um, we I answer questions. I do live videos. I post tips every at least five days a week, sometimes six, for those organizing dilemmas. I said we are on a journey to get organized before the new year. So right now we're on week three, and it's time to join. It's still time to get in on it. And, of course, you can always go back and listen, look at some of the videos, et cetera, because one of the videos I shared and those of you who may be following me via um, social media, I actually share how I edited my own closet. Yes, I had a, a my friend, Andre Freeland. He came over, and on Periscope Live, I showed how I edited my closet. And it was a really good feeling because my closet size shrunk since I moved, and therefore I knew I didn't have the space. And I knew there were a lot of things that I needed to get rid of. So I contacted Andre. He came over, and it was a really nice session. So, of course, if you follow me via Periscope or Facebook or Twitter or even Google+, you can go back and see that episode. But it was a lot of fun. But, hey, if you are ready to get organized before the new year, Join us at my Facebook group, but be sure to go to my website at JanetMTaylor.com for more information about how to do that. So let's move on to Taylor's tip time. So in regards to just getting organized for the tax season, first of all, decide on how you will store your receipts and documents. Are you going to use a filing cabinet? Are you going to use a file storage box? Or are you going to scan them and categorize them like that? That's the first thing. So decide how you're going to organize. And the second thing is develop a retention schedule. Um, you heard Erica, three, three years, but figure out how long you want to actually keep information because if you want to keep it a little bit longer, maybe you want to scan it. Learn the benefits of the next one is scanning on the cloud. The cloud is wonderful because then you can keep information for as long as you want and you don't have to worry about it taking up space in your home, purchase a shredder. Do a cross-cut shredder because that way it will be just like a small as confetti. You don't want people to be able to tape the information back together. And number five, schedule time regularly to work on your tax-related paperwork. So weekly, at least once a month, to stay on top of everything. So, again, decide on how you will store receipts and documents, a filing cabinet for the storage box, develop a retention schedule, learn the benefits of scanning in the cloud, purchase a shredder, and schedule time regularly to work on your tax-related people. So those are my tailored tips times. Sorry about that noise in the background. So 
I want to thank you for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all of you who are following me on social media and, of course, Periscope and, of course, my Blog Talk Radio community, which is growing. And, of course, make sure you check out my Pinterest board. And, of course, I have a board specifically for organizing paperwork, so make sure you check that out as well. So tomorrow is Tuesday because the day is Monday. So I'm going to toss it Tuesday. Toss receipts that no, you no longer need it. Again, toss those receipts that are no longer needed. Moving along to my app suggestion, my product suggestion, as well as my repurpose suggestion for the week. My app suggestion is Mint, M-I-N-T, and it's from Intuit. The name behind QuickBooks and Tax, TurboTax. Mint lets you know when bills are due, what you owe, and what you can pay. This app can also send you payment reminders so you can avoid late fees. Based on spending habits, Mint can even give you specific advice to gain more control over your finances. That's Mint. My product suggestion is from C. Jane Work, and she has a great file box to help you store your important paperwork so that you can always have it accessible when you need it. And my repurpose suggestion for this week is to save money and transform some of those items you have in your home into functional pieces for your offices. Redo your filing cabinet. You can use cans or pencils and pens, and the list go on. So make sure you visit my board on my Pinterest page, apps that will help you stay organized, products that will help you stay organized, and repurposed office. My quote for the week is, make progress, not excuses. And next week, we will be counting down to the new year. I'm excited about that. And, of course, we'll be ending the month organizing your car, getting the junk out your trunk. So, With our motivational quote, make progress, not excuses. Sometimes it's hard, specifically when you are overwhelmed. You want to procrastinate. And I want you to just kind of take a moment, take a deep breath, and really think and focus on what's important. And I'll use myself as an example. As you know, I moved, and of course, most of the time, well, actually, all of the times I've moved, I have moved and I have been able to unpack and set up within that weekend. So if I move on a Friday by Sunday, I'm set up. All my boxes are unpacked. Not this time. I'm on by week three, and I've still got boxes to unpack, specifically my kitchen. And I really had to kind of take a step back because I was beating myself up But in the process, I got sick, and I found out some of the reasons why I got sick was because I was really um, the cleaning wizard. And some of the dust and the products I was using was really making me a lot sicker. So the more I cleaned, the sicker I got. But I'm glad that when I did move, I actually decided on what was important. 
So for me, of course, making my bed, getting my bedroom uh, up and running was important because, you know, after moving and I wanted to just have a good night's sleep. And, of course, setting up the bathroom, which wasn't a lot. And setting up my office was key. But the kitchen, I just had to function. I mean, granted, yes, my cabinets, I still need to set up my cabinets and dishes and things like that. But that was not a high priority. So in your efforts to organize your homes and your lives, I want you to really think about all those bases. Take a deep breath and think, what's a priority? Maybe you really need to get a good night's sleep. So I would focus on the bedroom. Or maybe you have decided, you know, I want to eat healthier. Then maybe you need to focus on the kitchen. Or maybe because of things and challenges in life, you just feel a little overwhelmed and feel like, you know, I need to get my finances together. I need to get um, some things in the home together. Maybe it's time to tackle that office and get all that paperwork together and get rid of stuff you no longer need. Or maybe the holidays are coming and you want to enjoy family or friends. Or maybe someone has to stay with you temporarily while they recover. Then maybe it's time to get that room together. Or maybe you want to bring in some extra income. So maybe it's time to get that craft room and that craft space organized. So just kind of take a deep breath, sit back, and look at what's a priority. Because everything isn't doesn't need to be at the top of the list, just maybe one or two things, or really one thing. And then sometimes even in that space that you've decided to tackle, do one thing at a time. Do a drawer. Do a container. Do a shelf. Don't You don't have to feel like you have to do everything in one day and one weekend. But make progress not excuses, on your journey to living an organized life. So that's my little ending that I wanted to share with you. But again, next week, we will be counting down to the new year. And then October 30th, we will be organizing the car, getting the junk out of the car. So I want to, of course, thank you so much for your continued support and for listening and thank you for sharing this podcast with your family your friends and your social media network and please visit my website at janetmtaylor.com and until next time I want you to have a clutter-free day and most of all have an organized week organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life join me as we take this journey together Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.